We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. Here we go, another week. Another wonderful week together. In San Francisco, they're talking about reparations. Is $5 million each person of uh, African-American descent. Is that enough money they're trying to figure out? I'm curious what you think about this whole movement. I, I know that I know what you'll say about it, I think, but where do you think it'll be in five years or 10 years? Do you think this is going to happen or if it's just political talk meant to um, entice blocks of voters one way or the other? 860-522-9842. I also want to ask you about this headspace thing. I find it interesting about myself. I'm always thinking about silly things like, like is the trash getting too full? Am I... <laughs> it makes no sense, but I obsess over such things. What do you obsess about? You know, your mind just locks onto it. It thinks too much about it. It's not really obsessing, but I just spend too much time. My brain is interested in certain things it wants to think about that are of no importance. Dave's in Ellington. Hey, Dave. Yes, Dave. This thing working? Oh. Now I blew up everything. All right, we'll try it again in a couple minutes. 860-529-842. Give a call, please. And uh, we'll see if we can get the phones working. Uh, tasked with calculating how much San Francisco should pay its black residents for decades of discrimination, a government-appointed panel didn't develop a mathematical formula. Instead, over the last year and a half, its 15 members have been studying the city's history. Now, this is interesting. In the 1960s, in San Francisco, city leaders demolished part of the Fillmore District, a neighborhood once known as the Harlem of the West displacing 883 businesses and 20,000 people, most of them black. Decades later, thousands of people remain displaced, and the neighborhood has turned into a predominantly white enclave of multi-million dollar houses. To compensate for that and other instances of racial discrimination, the city's African-American Reparations Advisory Committee recently recommended that qualifying black residents receive $5 million each in reparations. Thoughts on this, please. 860 My feeling 
is that the purpose of this kind of talk, the reason that a certain, a certain political party likes to talk about reparations is because it's, first of all, it's a fun fantasy to, uh, to suddenly think about a windfall coming your way. But it also, I think, takes people's eyes off of the ball of the things that will be reparationable that are going on right now that will be discussed in five years. So there's all kinds of things right now that are as reprehensible or worse as big government knocking down chunks of a city because some people in a room decide that's the best way to revitalize the city or to correct for a poor neighborhood. That's, there's worse things now. They deliberately make poor people go to the worst schools, and they won't. They refuse to fix it. They deliberately make sure cities, which are where a lot of poor people live, are the most violent places, and they do nothing to change it. Don't you think someday there's going to be outrage over that, and they're going to be talking about reparations for that? If you're always talking about the past, if you're always chasing what used to be a problem or what you can, what you can uh, look at in the past that continues to cause uh, tremors of hardship in people's lives, well, then that's, uh, you know, that, that means you're not looking at what the problems are right now that are being caused by behavior right now, by government policy right now. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 860-751-4698. Let's try Dave again in Ellington. Hi, Dave. All right. You there now? I've been here the whole time. It was you who what was you, missing. What did you, do? you guys, you guys blow up the whole studio just because oh, you don't want to talk to someone from Ellington? <laughs> it's uh, actually Ellington people. Is. Ellington people are our favorite people. I don't understand the issue. So what's All going right, so- on? I don't understand this whole entire thing about uh, reparations. This, that, and the other thing. You, no, it's not reparations. It's what? It's what do you this, mean? that, and the other thing. Okay, Here's explain. what we didn't do. Here's what we should have done. Oh, maybe we should have done this instead. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You didn't figure it out. And now all these people are coming out of the woodwork. <sighs> yeah, well, you know what? Dave and Ellington, you owe me $10 million. For what? Well, well here's the slave. thing. The, it's well, not, no, I don't, I no, I, I don't think this, Dave, I don't think this comes from regular people who are living their lives. I think it comes from politicians who want to ingratiate themselves to certain blocks of voters. So, I don't care who it comes from. You're not right. You mean the idea is they're right? Well, they're right. But what I'm saying is, they float these things as a way to win elections. That's all. It's a it's a game to win elections. And if they yeah. have to spend the money at some point, they don't care. It's and not the guy money. like me. And the guy like me that gets up and goes to work every day and busts his stones to do his job and provide for his family, it's like, oh, you don't matter to us. Well, have, 
you they made that have clear? to take care of the people. Didn't they make that, that clear previously? Brought here by the Brits from Africa. That wasn't my decision. <laughs> Was it yours? Uh, not. They haven't asked me Did yet. Did you have a vote? Did you not, wait? Did you have a vote? Not yet. Thank you, Dave. Good to talk with you. It's good to get those Ellington callers in. Let's try Aaron and Windsor Locks. Hello, Aaron. Hi, how are you today, Dave? Or Todd. So what are your thoughts on this? Well, I think it's just patrimony. Uh, you know, if patrimony is as old as our democracy, politicians, you know, paying it off people that are loyal to them. It's different now, though, because... You used to, as a, if you were a politician forty years ago, fifty years ago, you had to, uh, you had to, it create the impression of having a loyalty to the best interests of the state or the town or the, the country. And exactly. now, now they don't even have a pretense of that. They just go right for their own voters, and every policy they make is in order to win votes from their own voters. Well, exactly that the. The problem is, is that what you're talking about is this system of it doesn't go to the individual, but it goes to the interest of everyone. That kind of uh, a utilitarian notion that the greatest good for the greatest amount of people, and that's how the money would be oriented. To they'll, they'll accuse Republicans of you know through tax cuts paying off billionaires, but the truth is, is that that's kind of utilitarian. In other words, the money goes to them; it trickles down. Uh, it comes out one way or another, new product, and it's for the greatest amount of good for the greatest amount of people. This is just directly to an individual person. And and that's where the rub comes in, if you ask me. Whether well, I, I agree with you. Yes, because what it does is it ruins the idea of having democratic-based systems, of having systems based on voters voting. You're distorting the market. And that means that the market doesn't get to express itself and have its wishes met. It's the whole thing's faked because there's rigging going on. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the reality is that the progressive movement really began with the idea of an income tax because the power to tax is the power to destroy. So if you can have politics involved in taxing companies or taxing anything, that's just an old thought. That's why we didn't have income tax from the very beginning. They, they realized that's the way to, to destroy some sort of uh, entity or enterprise. So the idea of being able to just blatantly tax everybody and then take that money and turn its interest towards people that you think would agree with you or are more loyal, that's, that's the wrong in it. That's the harm. That's the, the thing that people find uh, ingratiating, you know, that you know, you're paying an individual person for something that didn't happen now. It's not part of a right, court right. <laughs> Yes, paying them for for imaginary things in the past or real things maybe in the past, but, but it's nothing that's going on right now. Thank you, Aaron. I like that. Taxes are, is that what you said, a way to destroy thing, things? I like that. Somebody said last week taxes are a gun, and uh, that's another way of saying the same thing, expressing the same thought, I think. Quick break. We'll talk more with some new phone calls coming our way after this on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, we're talking about reparations. 
because they're actually doing this in San Francisco. They've got a committee. Well, they're, you know, they've got some mechanics in place for doing reparations. And it's an interesting thing because, for, from my perspective, it's another, another step of, in this game of how the, um, the Democrats try to maintain interest in them as a party in the cities even though Democrats are responsible for all of the things that are considered racism today because structural racism is where the focus is. And Democrats like to talk about structural racism. And Republicans like to refuse that there's such a thing as structural racism. But I, I like the term. And whatever, whatever uh, racism Democrats are willing to admit to, of all of the ways they might describe it, structural racism is the best one because those are things that are uh, the result of acts committed by government. So whether it exists or not is a real thing. I don't know. There's certainly people who are held back in urban areas, in poor areas, because they're the most violent places, because they have the worst schools, because there's no capital available for businesses because uh, there's so much bad stuff happening and so hard to raise a family and such. So I, I, find it, I find it really good to agree to the idea of structural racism and to agree with Democrats that it goes on in cities and it's a result of big government actions in the past and because they're the party of big government. Why, why wouldn't everybody just run with that? I don't get that. Let's talk to Don in East Hartford. Hello, Donald. Hi, Todd. I just came out of the food store. As I got in my vehicle, I heard you blaming Democrats for, for racism. Come on, Todd. America is a racist country, whether it's Democrats or Republicans. Okay? And it is, it why, is. Is it, why is it a racist country? Why do you say that? Man, you're a smart man, Todd. Don't, don't, don't. I'm asking you. I want you to substantiate it for people because you have a lot of credibility. Everybody hears you calling in. So if you say it's a racist country, that's a, a pretty big statement. Most people's perception, I think. Not well. Not let me let, let me let me clarify that. Okay. Not all white people are racist, mm -hmm. but there is systemic racism in this country. is very much alive. And what does that Very mean, systemic like, racism? What is that? The, the, the system, the, the whole entire structure that runs America is racist. It's based upon racism. The peop, most of the people in charge are racist. They, 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 they install racist policies. They legislate race, racist policies. And, and, and like I said, it's both sides. One guy told us, if you don't vote for me, you're not black enough. That's racist. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I do think that, well, first of all, I was saying that there is structural racism. I agree with that idea, and I don't understand why Republicans like to say there isn't structural racism. They get all uh, bent out of shape about it. But I think it's, it's there, and the places where minorities tend to live, uh, you know, over a third of them are living in cities. So yeah, you and I agree with that, Todd. And we know, and, we, and I agree with you that the Democrats have to be blamed for the condition of the inner cities because they are the ones who are always in charge of the inner cities. The Republicans don't win inner cities; it's Democrats. So I agree with that. But Republicans, look at Georgia, man. Look at what happened in Georgia. How they made black people stand up in the line for hours and took and and, and eliminated a whole lot of votes. Polling station so that the people have to stand in longer lines. 
while in the suburbs where the white people were living, there was hardly anybody going to the police station. Yeah, the yes, but 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 who but who runs the elections in the in the cities? In Georgia, it's not the Democrats. I believe sure. it is. No, it's not the Democrats who, who came up with that, those laws. And, and, and legislation. No, there, were, there it wasn't based on laws. It was based on on operation of the um, of the voting stations. So they don't staff them enough. They don't get enough ballots there. They don't plan properly. And you're in a an area with greater density. And there's more excitement about the election. So more people show up. They closed down the polling stations in the predominantly African American communities and, and cause longer lines, longer wait. And, and then they turn around and said, you're not allowed to have, nobody's allowed to give you a drink or water. Well, that's, or you know, that, that's one of those things, Don, that was made into a big deal in the media, but you're not allowed to uh, buy votes by giving gifts. And so, so those laws exist to make sure that workers for one party or the other aren't gaining favor by walking around giving things to to people who are about to vote because that would be a way to bias an election. So it, it doesn't look good on a hot, sweaty day when people are kept waiting in line that you're not allowed to give them drinks, but there's good reason why those laws exist, and I don't think they're racist laws or racist so, practices. So, one last thing before I go, Todd. So yes, why sir. is it that in, in the suburbs, it's, it is said that in the suburbs during that time, the clerk said they sat there and maybe for the day they might have seen 20 or 30 people come through to vote. And the reason for that was there were so many polling stations in the suburbs that they, 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 there was no need for a long line in the suburbs. But when you go into inner cities, it's a totally different, different scenario. Why? Yeah, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the suburbs doing anything different. It has to do with the cities not being prepared for a high urban turnout. And because I, I've lived in I've lived in the suburbs my whole life, Don, and I've never had to wait to vote. Never. My point exactly. My point well, exactly. But but the I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm disagreeing maybe with what the cause is. It's easy for a biased media to make it look like that's malicious, that they're being kept waiting in cities. But if it is, it's based on the people who run the cities and run the election systems in the cities and don't have it prepared. If it's true that Republicans were shutting down precincts or, you know, places to vote in advance, they would the Democrats would know that and be making all kinds of noise about it. They did. They did. Well, they would have fixed it. But I, I don't know, man. But anyway, Todd. I just had to call you. And, and, and I'm glad. Myself. I always love hearing from you, Don. Thank you. Because you <laughs> you you admit uh, things and uh, that you agree with, and you argue the ones you don't agree with, and that makes you seem like a rational person. And that's what we. It's the kind of conversation we like to have. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. News update. We'll talk more coming up. On WTIC. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rent right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. WTIC, good afternoon. Colin Arant, 860-751-4698. We'll play those in about uh, two and a half hours. Is that right? No, two, an hour and a half. An hour and a half. We'll talk to Kimberly Fiorello in a minute, but let's talk to John in Weathersfield first. Hey, John. Hey, Todd. How are you doing? What's happening? <laughs> Nothing much. Yeah, I, I love when uh, Don calls. He calls up. He's so uh, um, aggravated at you and all that stuff. And then you guys talk for about, you know, two minutes. And next thing you know, he realizes that you guys are on the same page. Yeah. But that's not what I called you about. I called you because uh, – this is obviously about San Francisco. So what's, what the, my thing is, is two things you have to remember about Democrats, not the uh, voters, but more about the leadership. They're the most racist people. Hello? Yep. Uh, they're the most racist people, and they love to divide and conquer. Yes. Uh, division doing, and having everybody fighting amongst each other is a victory for them. Exactly. And that's what we're doing right now. We're We're arguing about giving... You know, blacks uh, five million dollars for reparations. That's you know divide and conquer. But the thing is, is that by giving somebody five million dollars that does not deserve five million dollars, they end up squandering that five million dollars. And I guarantee you, within five years, I would say probably like eighty to ninety percent of them will not only be poor, worse off than they were. They they'll be so far into debt they won't know what to do because they get used to that money, and they don't know how to hold it as opposed to somebody who's earned that money, knows what it takes to earn it, and they still live that lifestyle that got them to where they are. And if, if all you have to do is just look at somebody who won the lottery. Anyone who won the lottery, they'll tell you, 90% of them wish they didn't win it because they're worse off than when they won it. They have no friends. Yes, um, it, it's, very, it's a very difficult thing to know how to handle money when you've never handled large amounts of it before. That's what I'm told. Exactly. I, I've never had the experience either, John. But thank you. But I so still think it's good that we're talking about it because we get to have callers like yours. So uh, calls like yours. So thank you so much for that. We will uh, take one more call. Ani is next on WTIC from New Haven. Hi, Ani. How you doing? Am I saying your name right? Ani, yeah. 
Ani, thank you for the call. What's uh, What do you want to say? Well, let me ask you. The Barbary pirates went into Italy and Southern Europe. Am I going to get $5 million, too, for them enslaving my people into Northern Africa and the Middle East? Well, I hope so. Well, what the hell? So you're you're against, is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, my blood, I'm 0.5 of 1% Egyptian. Mm-hmm. So what do I get? Because somebody in my family was kidnapped years ago out of southern Italy and brought into northern Africa. So what do I get? Not Yes. It is a game of glorifying uh, some people's suffering and ignoring other people's suffering. And that's, uh, that's the problem. Well, it's one of the big problems with this stuff. Thank you for the call, sir. Kimberly Fiorello, former state representative, is here. Hello, Kimberly. Hey there. Happy uh, Manic Monday. Manic Monday. Is that your your description of your life? Um, yeah, and actually the, the 3.30 time to talk with you was just perfect. And I want to posit that there's a lot of citizens in our state for whom it was a really interestingly Manic Monday and 3 o'clock was meaningful because there are so many of us, Todd, that have um, submitted testimony on a bunch of housing bills. And um, and every time there's a call out to um, have citizens respond, we're just getting, you know, tens to hundreds. And in this housing case, I mean, hundreds and hundreds, like maybe even more than a thousand citizens have written in on these bills. And so I think what's really interesting is a lot of us are finding the time to fit into our schedules, you know, the effort to keep an eye on government. Well, is that why you talk about these bills like there's a ton of them? And I've been hearing that. There's there's a lot of bills. When we've been talking to people in the legislature, they've said, well, there's a bunch of them we're considering. So we're actually hearing testimony from uh, about multiple bills at the same time. So it's tough to keep track. Is this a deliberate attempt to make it too complicated for people to resist? I think that's always the case. You know, when I got up there for the first time, it was like, wow, um, is this how we really make laws? And it was shocking to see how sort of careless it was and how not careful and thoughtful. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there is an effort to make sure that people don't realize how incredibly shabby the process is. But, um, you know, like for me, um, I couldn't sleep last night thinking about what bills were going to be up for conversation in front of the legislature on Tuesday. And so I got up at four to um, send out an email to friends and neighbors to say like, look, today at three o'clock is a deadline. Please pay attention to especially these two bills that I wanted to bring to their attention. Um, But I'm not the only one because there are other people who are sending out emails. I myself received emails from other you know, women and men who are leading neighborhood groups saying, hey, don't forget to um, get your testimony in and to sign up. And then, you know, all of us, you know, have our kids that have to get up and go to school and we get that done. And if we can, we exercise, we do our grocery shopping. And, you know, for me, I was back at my desk at nine o'clock to write my testimony and to submit and to sign up for the time to be on live tomorrow by Zoom um, and our days get so filled up. I Today I have a broken garage door that I had to make sure was going to get fixed. I had tax papers I had to send to my accountant. But at the same time, 
Um, I found the time to design a flyer for a town hall that a bunch of <laughs> citizens are hosting. Because yeah. in Greenwich, we have a big issue with um, private nonprofit monies coming in to support election activities. You know, this is another huge issue that we could spend so much more time talking about. But this is going to be run by a regular citizen. She's going to host it um, with a local uh, RTM member, you know, town legislature member. And I, I made the flyer for that. I'm um, sorry. So this this event is a inf- information event? This is, yes, it's going to be on Zoom. It's for residents of Greenwich to understand mm-hmm. that we have, um, an outsider group with, you know, billion-dollar donors. And, you know, I suppose it matters where the money is coming from, you know, that, that it's leftist money, but it could easily be, you know, far-right money in another occasion. But the point is Greenwich is contemplating a total change in how our election activities are funded by taking in this kind of private grant. And so the, so the these of- grants are... Uh, uh, couched in such a way as to make them seem like civic do-gooders in action, but they're actually trying to manipulate changes in laws that that are, are removing local control. Is that the concern, Kimberly? Yes, it is, because it, it sort of undermines your democracy when elections are funded by, you know, total local taxes or state taxes, and suddenly this changes. But there is a trend that you're pointing at of um, – Public policy charity nonprofits, mm-hmm. 501c3s that deal in public policy, but they're all activist organizations. And we see that in housing. They hide behind 501c3 status to push housing and changes to local zoning. But in Greenwich, we're seeing it in elections. You know, they're coming in to give us advice and give us a no strings attached grant that we didn't even ask for, $500,000. Um, But my point is, not just myself, who's a former state rep, but other regular citizens are getting involved. And this is all kind of becoming a part of our regular day because we see that the activists don't rest and the activists don't give up and they don't give in. So, you know, we as regular citizens are now into our third year of fighting these zoning bills. And I have to say, we've become more muscular. You know, we, You're getting um, good at it. We're getting better at it. I hope we're <laughs> going to be good enough to defend private property rights. So but this is, this is about the, uh, the zoning changes that, would, uh, that the Democrats are pushing to get affordable housing in communities that, you know, to ba- basically take away their right to control their local zoning. Yes, there's a whole spate of those bills that came out before and they're back again, um, almost in identical form. The housing before it was um, in planning and development that we saw where I serve, but this time it's in housing. And, um, and you know, it, it's housing bills, it's the beach bills, it's tax bills, it's gun ammo tax bill, it's um, election bill. But I find that you know, we are overwhelmed, but citizens are also responding and we're sort of taking it one day at a time. You know, a whole bunch of us, as I said, we had a manic Monday trying to get in on the 3 p.m. deadline, but we'll get up tomorrow and do it again for the next, you know, the next 3 um, public deadline. hearing. Exactly. And uh, we'll just keep marching along 
um, meet them at their energy levels until the end of the session, where we hope we can survive with some semblance of, you know, individual freedom and private property rights and and some semblance of what Connecticut, you know, stands for as the Constitution state. But the hope is that um, as more citizens do make this as part of their regular day, Todd, it's it's how we're going to take our state back. But, so um, uh, you're, we're talking to Kimberly Fiorello, former state representative from Greenwich. You're no longer in the legislature, but you're still working uh, like this is your primary focus to to try to save the state from the, the plundering that it's taking. Why are you doing that instead of uh, taking a rest? <laughs> well, it's not really my primary focus because, as I said, I had the garage door to get fixed. I, I have my daughter's um, ballet costume. Like, I didn't realize this, but ballet moms do a lot of sewing. <laughs> and, you know, that's new on my plate now. Uh-huh. But Okay, so you, ha- you, so you have a government. diverse set of agenda items every day yeah. that you have to. Hang because... on one second, Kimberly. We've got to get a break in, and then we'll uh, finish up. Kimberly Fiorello is here. You remember Kimberly. We've talked to her a lot in the past. We're going to pause briefly and then talk more on WTIC. Now back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. It's WTIC. We're talking with Kimberly Fiorello, former state representative from Greenwich about the fights going on at the state capitol and also her efforts to engage people, mobilize people to resist bad things that are uh, happening to public policy or being threatened at the state capitol. And, uh, Kimberly, you've got an event going on as well that you want to tell us about. Do you want to do that today? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, This Thursday in Stamford at a restaurant called the Farmhouse at Crossroads at 10 a.m., we have a coffee talk with a gentleman named Kay Carl Smith, who is coming to us from Alabama. And one of the things I did today was speak with him just before I got on his flight. Um, but he's really excited to come to Connecticut. Um, you can read about this event uh, on a website called thefederatedclub.com, which is one of the things that popped up, you know, after I um, didn't win my reelection a bunch of friends got together and we kind of, you know, wanted to stay motivated. So we put together a website. It's called the Federated Club. It doesn't really mean anything except that everybody's doing their own lives and we're independent, but we're federated in that we are trying to go in the same direction, which is towards freedom. And um, Kate Carl wrote a book about lessons that we can learn from Frederick Douglass. Um, he has this method called the Frederick Douglass Republican Method. It's a communication strategy to sort of almost use and, and mimic the words that Frederick Douglass used mm-hmm. um, back when he was trying to wrap his mind around the Constitution and understand whether or not the Constitution really is a freedom document or not. And um, as Frederick Douglass worked it out, you know, this man who was born a slave, who had no formal education and went on to write three autobiographies and publish his own newspaper, he left us so much of his writings and thinking. Um, Kay Carl believes that we can learn from those and, you know, sort of have a fresh perspective on messaging. So the event is called um, Messaging the Frederick Douglass Way. It's 10 a.m. in Stanford and 
you can check it out at thefederatedclub.com. I like it. Nice, simple website to guide people to thefederatedclub.com. And is this uh, in-person only or in-person plus online, or how does it work? Yes. No, this one is in-person only. There are other, like, Zoom events that we try to do. Um, There's a a Get Involved link where we can start to send you emails. But the Federated Club is also trying to start, like, a Tuesday night get-together on Zoom where we each are following a particular committee uh, in Hartford, and um, we have one hour. We go around the horn and share with each other what is interesting or what is alarming about what we saw. Um, Mm -hmm. And the idea is to just get into the practice and create some institutional knowledge among citizens of what these committees do, who are these legislators who have been there for decades, and what are the bills that they keep bringing forward year after year? And um, and hopefully among us, some of us will run for state rep and get up there and do a better job. But it's hard to do a better job when you don't even know what's going on up there. Yeah. So, so you got to um, engage and learn these issues, huh? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, there's so many different balls in the air. And, you know, people are like, what are you up to? Um, I don't know what I'm up to. <laughs> I'm just... Well, I, you know what? You, you sound great. And I feel like um, we've got to go. But I feel like yeah. there's something very freeing about working the politics from outside of the political process the way you are. So uh, Maybe, I suspect you know, there's some good you... lessons being learned. Kimberly, thank you so much. Great to talk with you. Go to thefederatedclub.com. Kimberly, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for being here. And we're heading to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center now. Mark Christopher is there, I hope, back from a long weekend. Hello, Mark. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.